Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life Goes On with Mike and Mark. How have you been, sir? I've been well. It's been a few weeks. Yeah? We've had our time. Time apart. Yeah, it's been tough, but I have been dealing. <laughs> um, yeah. no, no, but really, I mean, I think, well, I started my job, my summer job, I should say, last week. And man, after being in quarantine or in, you know, not having a job life mm-hmm. for like over a year, just stuff is kicking my earth. Yeah. You know, it's like. I thought you were going to say it was nice to like get out and see people. Oh, no, it's not. I hate seeing people. <laughs> but it's more, it's just, man, like that nine to five life. It's tough. Well, I, I mean, for me, especially like, like, I don't know what, like if you're like at a desk or whatever, but like I am on my feet from like 830 to six and it's just, it's grueling. Like I, even when I eat lunch, like I'm standing up eating lunch. Oh God. And it's, it's tough, man. I know standing alone will kill you. <laughs> a desk will kill you too, slower with your back. Yeah. But standing up in 40 hours a week. It's just like, like any chance I get to sit down, I, I feel like an old man. Cause it's just like, oh, you know, like that, that decompression of your body. And then you, got, you gotta get right back up. Gotta get right back up. It's like working with special needs kids, man. Like I work with this one kid who uh, like self and he does like self-inflicted harm on himself. Mm-hmm. And he's non like he only really repeats like what you say, so he's very nonverbal. But he's just like he smashes his head in, and I feel so bad for him. And like I try to get him to stop, and he's like six four, two fifty, huge person. Mm-hmm. And like all day, I'm just either holding his hands down, or like I like if he like about to hit himself, I have to like swipe my hand up to make sure he doesn't hit oh, himself. Wow. So it's just like, like I said, it's you know eight hours of me standing up making sure this kid doesn't knock himself out and you do this at a camp you said yeah the is it like a summer camp yeah three letter word because we're not shouting anybody out or three letter three letter acronym <laughs> for the place because we're not shouting anybody out as as it's on the hoodie as I'm he's wearing. wearing a hoodie with the name <laughs> on it i guess i'm not going to say it <laughs> you can get the picture it's a summer camp <laughs> But yeah, it's, I mean, it's rewarding because any, any, any time you work with special needs kids, I think it's very rewarding, but mm-hmm. man, the toll on your body and it's only week one. <laughs> you said you made some friends though? Yeah, there's, and at first I, I think at first I was kind of like, this crowd isn't for me, but yeah, no, there's, there's about four people that, yeah, they're pretty tight. I could t- there's a couple skater friends that I've made. Nice. And then there's this one, uh older older woman who who's really cool i like i like finding older friends like grown-ass friends <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely something i feel like it's new to me at least it's newer well i guess it's not newer because i've expect in coaching football I'm, i've always been around older people right and so i'm kind of used to it but like in like a, a social platform where it's mm-hmm. not like a coaching because i don't really consider that they're not trying to discipline yeah. you it's like it's it's interesting because you get different life perspectives, mm-hmm. and it's you learn different things and you you learn a lot more I think when you're around around older people. And they're just like more mature. They know what they're doing in life, and they're oftentimes like just as funny as people our age or. And like, I think have a character. I think they understand. I think the best like boundaries better. Where, not to say that like. I wouldn't say my friends don't understand, but I know a lot of people whose like friends, like push them or 
you know, and, and not in a, you know, not in a good way push them, like, you know, or even, like, shame them for, like, not, like, like almost, like, peer pressure type things. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't really get that from the older crowd of right. people. They understand that, like, they can't control you. Yeah, and it's, and, and I think they get it because they've been in that situation where they felt pressure, they, you know, unless they're, uh, you know, it's a total a-hole about right. it. Or they're, Obviously, you know, it's not everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, like, some, like, weirdo. But, uh, yeah, like, it's just nice to have, nice to have friends. <laughs> After the pandemic, like I was saying, dude, that, there's some good things in your, in your work. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just, it's, you take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. But that, I think that's with everything in life. You always got to take the good with the bad. For me, uh, the last week I drove down to South Carolina because I, I realized I hadn't got out of the state in, like, over a year and a half. And a big part of, like, who I am is, like, traveling and seeing new things so i decided to drive the 13 hours down to see my brother in charleston and it was just really nice you know solo road trip no parents to like no offense mom and dad but no (laughs) no parents to like have a schedule or like have their wants and needs being met just me like if i wanted to stop and see the scenic overlook and in the mountains i went and saw it if I wanted to stop and take a break, I'm not getting yelled at by my dad because I got to pee, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so it was really peaceful just getting out, leaving the state. No offense, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've, I've never traveled for fun. I don't think I've really in my life, I've only done it like two or three times. All my traveling has really been like moving like across the state or mm-hmm. across the country. So I've never really had the chance to actually, like I I've, I went up north the summer before COVID hit, and then I went to Florida my junior year of high school, and those are like the really only two, two two times that I've been actually traveling and like on vacation. Right. I just growing up like we never had like the money or anything to travel or to go on vacation, and now that like. I'm older and not that I have the money, <laughs> but <laughs> things, something's changed. Something's done. Yeah. But like, I definitely want to like, even like when I mentioned like wanting to go see our friend, yeah. shout out Chris Rexroth. Um, <laughs> like I, to me, like that's, and that's not even like traveling, traveling, but like, that's something like I want to do. Yeah. Staying somewhere new. Yeah. Or even like, I want to, I really want to go to Mackinac Island. I've never been and everyone I talked to about it said it's, it's really fun. It's really great. Oh yeah. You could so, like stay on the mainland and take a boat yeah would you want to stay on the island i mean i whatever's cheaper (laughs) i'm a big fan of airbnb yeah i've never had i've never been in an airbnb obviously get like five friends together pick a place and just go for the weekend that could be a lake house it and it's so cheap you could it could be like 250 a night but if there's five of you yeah you're splitting that five ways 50 bucks a night i'm no mathematician (laughs) like a weekend's 100 bucks there Lake That's house. not bad at all, man. I definitely want to do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Big fan of Airbnb. And they're not they're not even sponsoring us, but I'm... <laughs> I'm One day. Fan. One day, I think. No, but I think... I definitely think going back to work, it's, it's given me an interesting perspective. Although I work with special needs kids most of the day, I do have that, that social interaction with people. Yeah. I think that's something that I think you lose sight of especially obviously during the pandemic when you're you're only seeing your family or close friends that you trust like you lose sight of that where 
Like, how I important even, it is. Like, I remember t- today we went to Coldstone. Shout out Coldstone. And uh, we got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lady there that was like the, the photographer for the, the place I work at. And she was like, oh, hey, I'm just here to take pictures. And like, without even thinking, I was like, okay, like that doesn't matter to me. And I said it out loud. And, and like, I didn't, in the moment, I didn't realize it. But then like five minutes later, I was like, wow, that was probably rude to like <laughs> say like, it doesn't matter to me. But like, like things like that, where like, if I said that to you or one of my friends, doesn't, you know, it's me, it doesn't, but someone who doesn't know me, that they, they like, come off as rude and I actually apologize to her. I was like, hey, I didn't mean to be rude, like, I How'd just, she respond? She was like, oh, no, it's cool, yeah. you know, and she ended up being, like, really nice about it, but, like, yeah, like, I, and maybe I was overthinking it, but I just, like, wow, like, things like that, or even, like, talking to the opposite gender or other genders that, you know... Things could be rude. Yeah, it's, or... Things you don't understand. Misconstrued or, you know, things like that where it's, you know, like, how, how to, learning how to talk to people again is Mm -hmm. a very, it's like a, you kind of got to learn on the fly because when people, when someone has tried to, try to have a conversation with you, it's like, oh, I actually have to respond. Right. It's very easy to pick up when someone isn't quite uh, tuned in. Yeah. And it's like, oh... I, I get that a lot. I've, I see that a lot where, like, I'll stop mid-sentence because I realize they don't care and I'm <laughs> wasting my breath and I just move on. That reminds me of something I saw where it's like, once you realize most people are just uh, projecting their... Wait, how did it go? Once you realize most people, like, don't like themselves and they take it out on other people, you'll realize, like, <laughs> they're getting mad at you doesn't matter. It's not much about you as it is about them. Well, and that's the whole, like, idea of bullies. Like, most of the time, bullies exactly. are bullying exactly. because they don't like something about themselves or their, their situation, so they're taking their anger on others, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears> that just puts things in perspective. Like, you start to not care as much about people's anger because you know, like, most of it... You might have triggered, like, them to react to you, but it's the deep down, it's not you. I've... I think, you know... I would say, I wouldn't say forever, but for a long time, I've never really cared about what others have thought of me. I've always tried to have, like, a handful of people that I care about, you know, whether it's family, friends, or, you know, perspective, like, bosses or whatever it may be, that I want to care about me. But in general, like, if someone's my age or a little bit older or a little bit younger, like, I do not care if you think I'm a loser, if you think I'm the best person in the world. Like, your opinion doesn't matter because, you know, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, in five years, in ten years, in, in, in a week, it's not going to matter what you think of me because it, you're not having the impact on my life that you perceive to have. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always thought that. I feel like that's... Again, I didn't say always, but, you know. I feel like that's really rare these days. Well, and that, It's almost like psychopath level. Like, I was watching a video on psychopaths, and one of the things is, like, they don't care what other people think. Not to, not to say you're a psychopath. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how uncommon it is. Well, and that's what we talked about last week. Yeah. Like, with... Oh, it's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, with this age of social media, where, like, everyone cares about the likes or the retweets or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, people care so much about others' opinions, and I think it's it's a detriment to people because they're so caught up in things that don't matter right they're caught up in pleasing others versus pleasing themselves 
Come here, little squirrely. <laughs> but yeah, it's the new the new world. It's interesting, and it's still like I I still don't think this pandemic is over personally. Well, how do you mean? Is it like, like I feel like the U.S. is moving on, but like India or like like Brazil, like countries like countries are swarming in deaths right now. It's like worse than it was when it first started. And like the US is just moving on. Like I saw that they're they're starting like cruise ships again. Oh really? It's like I really feel like we're gonna hit a wall soon and there's you know, not to be a the bearer of bad news or be like a Debbie Downer. This like, is the the extreme <laughs> ideology podcast. <laughs> but I really like it's just like just how like carefree we are with it, it really seems like we're gonna something's bad it's gonna happen something's on the horizon like you mean the quiet before calm before the storm right so like you think because when you first said the pandemic's not over i'm thinking it's not COVID. it's like the country's about to be over <laughs> <laughs> the country's doomed but you think our like inaction towards other countries health and safety is what's causing our doom and gloom well I, yeah because i mean you think of it like this if if we open our you know city our our country our state up like i just talked about the cruise ships like those cruise ships are going to other countries you have flights going to other countries yeah. and you're those people are going to interact with the people they're going to meet the new variants or whatever and like maybe those people aren't vaccinated and they have covid strand you know xwz or whatever <laughs> and our shots are only for covid strand ab <laughs> right like how is that going to come back and you know that flight comes back to the states now there's 50 new cases of XZ and it's the whole thing all over again. So I just, you know, I'm no scientist. I'm no doctor. I don't work for the CDC, but I just don't feel safe or comfortable. That's why I hope the the vaccine works for more than just one strand. I think it does have uses across strands. I think what we what you'll start to see is they're, they'll probably like add it in to like the f- regular flu shot. Yeah. It, they'll add like a COVID booster shot to it. Try to predict it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just can't get over the like when you said the pandemic's not over. I'm thinking the country's not doing so good. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I don't think it is either. Like, I really feel like, like last summer we had like the, the racial injustice summer. Yeah. And it just. It doesn't doesn't feel like anything happened. You know, there was no, like, reward. There was no change. And even, like, yeah, like, Trump got out of office. But, like, I feel like people are just, like, on hush mode now about things. And it's, you just don't hear about it anymore. Because they don't want people in the streets. They don't want riots. They don't want, you know. But uh, I think moving on to brighter things. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, my topic for today, which is kind of funny, uh, did you see that the subway? They uh, tested their tuna sandwich, and it contains zero. Let me say that again: zero percent tuna. <laughs> was it just one sandwich, or was it like a? No, it's like their whole like they're being like sued by the FBA, FDA. Like Their it's like legit. Stock? Like has no tuna whatsoever. What is it? Some other fish? Is it I, fish? you know, it di- it didn't say what it was, but it was zero percent tuna. <laughs> it's like, probably vegan. No, it's probably like <laughs> dog food or something. Oh god. First of all, if you're going to Subway for a tuna sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. 
But really, like, it, it got me thinking, like, let's find out what's in Taco Bell. Let's find out what's in McDonald's. Let's Just find say, out what's in Burger. We need to test every fast food to see what's really in their stuff. Yeah. When Wendy says it's 100% beef, really 100% beef, let's find out. Because I feel like these fast food companies are feeding us cancer in a freaking burger you know it's, it's like scared. it's tested they are <laughs> when you can get 20 chicken nuggets for 20 dollars <laughs> what is that <laughs> they just put the chicken in a blender a little chicken in a blender and then boom that's your freaking even that would be more than expensive McNugget. than 10 cents a nugget it's it's really just i think i don't know to personally like now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and stand on a soapbox and say I don't eat fast food because that's a lie. But <laughs> I definitely don't eat it as much as I used to. Like, especially, like, growing up. Like, I remember growing up, like, playing, like, after, like, I played, like, Little League Baseball. Like, after every game, we'd stop at, like, Burger King. Right. And, like, get there, like, two for five or whatever it was. Just because, well, one, it was convenient. Two, it was cheap on the way home and everything. But I, like, once, like, I started to make my own, like, food choices, like, I'll have fast food once a month maybe mm-hmm. you know and is it's that, is that real true yeah truth damn like i don't at all and, it, and money too like that's the other reason like i don't spend money on food like when i have food at home like i'm not trying to spend money on yeah. food out but yeah like i don't i don't i don't like it either like and i remember one of our dear friends theo his his dad this is like probably like seventh or eighth grade Theo's dad's great he was like yeah I haven't had McDonald's since like the 90s I don't eat fast food and I'm like 11 <laughs> years old or you know whatever 13 14 like there's no way you're lying Mr. Lucas <laughs> and he's like no man that stuff is so bad for you and like ever since then like I've really looked at it like how good is this for you you know and then like I remember I think it was in high school we saw like that supersize movie yeah. where like that dude gained like 100 pounds did they show you that yeah. For like health or what biology? Yeah, it was in our health class that like this is not good for you. Stop eating this stuff. And it just, you know, especially now that I've I've <clears throat> definitely this past like probably like 5 6 months, I've definitely taken like a like a a new perspective on my health and like wanting to be in shape, wanting to be, you know, I, I it it was kind of like self like harm or self like you know negativity i looked at myself in the mirror one day and i was like all right i'm short and fat i can't be both <laughs> i can only change one so i'm not going to be fat and i've been trying to go to the gym five six days a week you know ever since and i've been trying to eat right and uh we're still fat but we're getting there we're getting there and more importantly i think is taking care of yourself is better for your mind oh i i completely agree that's eating what, better and working out like two of the best things you can do there was a class i had um it was called uh, fitness wellness, and that in was college? like yeah, like the first day. It was the question like the professor wrote it on the board. It said, "What do you like? Why are you exercising?" Mm-hmm. And there was like a class of like thirty kids, and like I'd say at least like half of it was for looks. You know, whether it was boy or girl, it was oh I want to look good. I want to look good. I want to look good. You know, and he he brought up the idea of that like if you're training for looks chances are you're not going to be as you know determined or as dedicated as you are if you're training for health because like say you want say you want to lose 10 pounds to look better 
once you get those 10 pounds, you're going to stop working out because you think you look better. Yep. And then the cycle is just going to repeat itself. And you're you're going to go through gaining, losing, gaining, losing, gaining, losing, which is awful for your body. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's probably even worse for your mind to see yourself in the mirror. Beautiful for two months. Oh, now I'm fat and gross. Beautiful right. for two months. Exactly. Now I'm fat and gross. But if you do it for a health reasons and you're trying to be a healthy person, you're going to be dedicated because it's long term. Yeah. You want to be healthy for a, your life. And so you're more likely to to continue it, to sustain it, as I stutter. <laughs> and it's just better for you overall to, for your motivation to be health-related, not physique-related. I like that a lot. Because, like, if you do set a goal, like, I want to look good, I want to lose 20 pounds, and you don't accomplish that, first off, you failed your goal. That doesn't feel good. And second off, you're still the same shape, size you yeah. were before. So if you're, if you're differently oriented to feeling better about working out for your mental health, for your physical health, that's something you can accomplish every time you go to the gym. Yeah. There's no, the goal is to be healthy. The like, goal is to be healthy, exactly. Like it's you're, constant. Exactly. You're doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. I like that. Subway tuna fish. <laughs> Subway tuna fish. Subway no fish. <laughs> Subway. Is, do you think it is fish? It. I mean... It, I've personally never had. No. I don't, personally, I don't like Subway. I well, Subway's going down the drain. I if I'm getting a sub, I'm eating a Jersey Mike's, and that's probably about it. Or Potbelly. Potbelly's really good. Shout out Potbelly. But if not, like I he knows I worked at Jimmy John's for three years. <laughs> I don't like like Jimmy John's is probably like the third or fourth sandwich shop. Like to me, I don't like Jimmy John's. Like, not that they have bad ingredients or anything, but it's, like, not really flavorful. Like, no. it's, like, I can make a sandwich at Literally, all we, all we had was mayo. Yeah, it's, like, mayo only. <laughs> that and was then, it. So, it's, like... That's great. We but, had, like, vinaigrette. <laughs> but, like, Subway, I have not liked Subway. Like, the only thing I ever got at Subway was their meatball sandwich, and that was it. Meatball marinara. Yeah. But, like, that, besides that, no. And, like, all my friends love Subway. Like, one of my good friends, he has a landscaping company. Shout out D1. And uh, he he and his, like, co-workers, they go there, like, that's their, like, go-to. And, and they got rid of Italian dressing. And he's like, I'm never going to Subway <laughs> ever again. I'm like, why would you go there in the first place? <laughs> to get salad dressing on your loaf of bread <laughs> stuffed with fake tuna fish. <laughs> stuffed with dog food. <laughs> really, though, like, what is it? Oh, that's funny. I'll have to pull it up later. Today we're positioned in the nature. You might be able to hear the birds. Or we're, the squirrels. We're not on the top of the hill because... We want a different spot. Different spot. So we walked to a different part of the park and got this little... Got a scenic overview of a uh, field, bunch of trees. Sun's about three hours from setting. Probably gonna get burned. Should have put on sunscreen. Yeah, we're too white for this. Speaking of that, speaking of tanning, uh. What is he even talking about it? But I want to talk about it. Uh, I have been considering doing like the the tanning booth because I have a, a black card at, at my uh, gym. Yeah. I'm not gonna shout out my gym because I hate <laughs> my gym. Uh, at my gym and like they have like tanning booths and I was like, hmm, because if like if you look at me, like my legs from like my n- little above my knees down are very tan, and then like I kind of ha- don't have uh, kind of have a tan Feet line for my white. socks. Feet are white. Feet are whiteboard white. <laughs> um, and then I have like the old-fashioned farmer's tan because I'm not out here shirtless. But I was like, huh, maybe I should start, you know, uh, tanning. tanning in the tanning beds. And then today at the gym, 
I like walked past the lady coming out of the tanning bed, and she was like orange, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> she she was dedicated. Yeah, she looked like uh, Snooky out there or something. Oh, was her skin like raisiny or was? No, she like she was probably like in her like early forties, but she like looked like a complexion that she shouldn't have looked. Right. And I was like, mm, not for me. ish. And plus, like, I would probably have to get like a thong or something because like I would want to like. <laughs> I would want all my legs to be, you know, not just like underwear length. I want it to be all tan. So right. Well, is there there are the big light bulbs, right? I have no idea. UV light bulbs, probably. I don't know. I would assume. Why not just get the nuts out? <laughs> it's, it it can't hurt. Is it vitamin D in there? You think? Like the, like from the sun, vitamin C? No, like I'm pretty sure like they say like don't go <laughs> naked like. Huh. Maybe you know. the tan lines will get you some. <laughs> I saw that in a movie somewhere. I think it was Final Destination. These girls were like, the tan lines always reel them in. <laughs> I've never seen any of those movies. I like them. You know, it's a different aspect. <clears throat> Just watching your death over and over again. <laughs> That's not quite how it <laughs> That's not fine. I thought that's what it was. I thought that's what it was. I mean, you've obviously never seen the movie. No. But I, I've seen the previews for it, and it's like, oh, I think I'm going to die. Oh, I end up dying. Yeah, I, I like, think about death enough on my own. I don't need to see a movie. Let's, about let's it. talk about it. So they, they see themselves die, and then they avoid it. And then the, I'm going to spoil the movie, by the way, if you. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. They see their own death, or one person sees a group of people's deaths, and then. At that point, death, like, owns them? Death, like, haunts them. Because he's owed their life. They should have died, but they didn't. So death haunts them the rest of the movie until they do die. In, like, mysterious ways. Not anything, like, inherently caused by death, but just, like, accidents. What does that mean, do you think? (laughs) What do you think he means by that? What do you think they meant... That you shouldn't cheat death. That you can't change some things. Because death is always calling. Is it always calling? That, I think that's so. That's a little morbid. What do you mean? I think every day you walk out of your house, or even every day you wake up, you have a chance of dying. Does that also mean you have a chance of living? Yeah. It's that, that balance of life and death. Where is, you could, is it a choice? I think it's a balance where you can make choices that where inherently prevent or inherently add to your chances of dying. Right. You know, like if I don't wear a seatbelt, I could get in an accident and fly out the window. If I do wear a seatbelt, I could not get into an accident. Or if I do get into an accident, I will be protected. Mm-hmm. You know, I could put on sunscreen. <laughs> chances of getting skin cancer get lowered. Right. You know? So it's, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Life is numbers. And you got to ride that silver lining of enjoying some things yeah sometimes you you know dip down in either one <laughs> what was your topic Mike as I yawn well, unprofessionally on the mic since uh, <laughs> since uh, this week was men- men's mental health week or men's health week uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about men's mental health and I'll, I'll start off by uh, reading some statistics on men's mental health <clears throat> Men are three times, or three times as many men as women die by suicide. Men aged 40 to 49 have the highest suicide rates in the UK. Men report lower levels of life satisfaction than women. 
men are less like like men are less likely to access psychological therapies than women. Only 36% of referrals to therapists are for men. Nearly three quarters of adults who go missing are men. 87% of rough sleepers are men. Men are nearly three times as likely as women to become dependent on alcohol and three times as likely to report frequent drug use. And men are more likely to be compulsory, compulsorily detained or sectioned for treatment than women. Now I think since the first time I, the first time I saw a therapist, he said, my, my main issue was that I wasn't really connected with my emotions. And that's why I went. Like, I was cut off from understanding my own emotions. As men are seen to be, like, we're not, we're emotionless monsters. <laughs> and he, he immediately said, that's how it should be, right? Men are, men are strong. Men don't have emotions. And then, obviously, we work through, like, understanding why we have emotions and how to how to deal and how to process but I think that's a huge reason why men go through all these things that they think they should be too tough for and when they say that women are too emotional maybe it's men who are not emotional enough <laughs> they're not connected enough to their own selves I think what what really what first came to my mind when you were reading that was what do you think the media or like movies or Hollywood plays a role in how we go about our emotions? Because in movies or cartoons or any TV show, you always see that stereotypical, the, you know, like the, the dad that doesn't want to go to therapy or the, the drunk who's a man or the, you know, anything that a man shouldn't be, you know, men are strong, they don't cry, you know, whatever it is. Like, how much of a role do you think media and, like, Hollywood and things like that play in how men view emotions and view going to the therapist or going and getting, seeking help? They say it is, they see it as weakness. Like, I'm not tough enough to, you know, be healthy for myself and I'm not tough enough. Well, what was I saying? It's, it's weak because they can't handle everything by themselves as they should. I was having a breakdown in front of my dad. This is pretty personal, but I was bawling my eyes out. And I said, at the end of it, I was like, sorry for looking so weak in front of you. And he really surprised me when he was like, this isn't a sign of weakness. This is a sign of strength because you're looking at your problems head on and you're facing them. And that was so crazy to me. Literally changed my whole outlook on what it means to be weak and what it means to be solving your problems. And I had never seen that side of my dad before. <laughs> <laughs> he really surprised me. I, I really appreciated what he said. It was very moving for me. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and I, that, that's one thing I feel like the younger generation is going to benefit from because I feel like our generation... We're pretty aware of Yeah, we're our aware needs. of ourselves and our emotions. And I feel like I try my best, like even at camp, like I do like PM care after work and it's like taking care of like kids whose parents aren't off work yet. Right. And it's not special ed kids. It's like gen ed kids, regular kids. And that's one thing I try to stress. Like even like, like there's these, there's twin girls who like, they're like very like topsy turvy. Like one thing will set them off, you mm -hmm. know, like losing at Uno. Yeah. One of them lost at Uno, and she, like, literally threw her cards and started crying because she wanted to win so bad. How old is she? 
second grade, so like six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. And like one thing I always try to stress is it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be shy, it's okay to be sad, because like, you should know your emotions. Yeah, and that's huge. Validating their emotions. Yeah, and I think one of them said, oh yeah, that's what it was, because she lost her Uno game, and we were playing Giant Uno, so it's like huge cards. She <laughs> threw them down, and she said, you know, I hate myself, I'm, I'm never going to win anything. And I, I stopped her right there as she was bawling her eyes. I was like, never say you hate yourself. You should always say you love yourself because at the end of the day, you're always going to be by yourself. And you should, you, know, you should always love yourself. And I try to like stress that to everyone I come across, that if that conversation comes up about loving yourself, that you should always love yourself because, like I said, at the end of the day, you're by yourself. You're the only one you got your yeah. whole life. And one of the other counselors... She was, like, walking by and, like, just, like, heard me say And she's like, oh, my God, that's such a good message. But it's just, like, you should always, like, love yourself. No matter if you think you're more or less or if you think you're not enough, that love yourself to be enough, you know? And especially, not especially, but being a man, I feel like we're valued a lot for what we can provide. Because if we can't provide and we're not there, then what's our use, (laughs) right? There's a thing, I think I saw it on Instagram, where it was like, men are the only people that aren't loved unconditionally. Unconditionally. Women and children are loved unconditionally. Men are loved for what they can do. Right. What they can provide. And it's, I I, I do agree, it's a, it's a strong, or it's a tough burden, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I would, like, I want that, that challenge to, to find someone or to find a family that can love you unconditionally, to find that person that's going to love you on your worst days or on your best days that yeah. they're going to love you if you're, you know, crippled and you can't provide for them anymore or they're going to love you if you're a millionaire that can do everything. Is it really love if you're a millionaire? That's that's something that scares me, like... Being successful and trying to find love? <laughs> really, like, being poor, at least you have the outlook that money could bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. But once you're rich and you don't have any other thing to reach for to bring you happiness... What do you have? And how do you know the people around you aren't, aren't just there because you're, you're rich and you can provide? See, that's where... That's scary as fuck to me. I think always... That's where you would... I would always have to stick with the people that were with me when I was down. Right. You know? And, like, I would, I would just hope that I had found someone before I got success. Because I agree. I couldn't at all. Yeah, like, I love hearing the stories of people that have been dating before yeah. they were all rich and famous. Or, like, I would, like, have to, like, not tell them, like, I was, like... Like, I would have to, like, buy, like, a, a crappy apartment or something. <laughs> see, see, how, see how down they For, are? like, the first month. And then, like, all right, let's go on a date somewhere and take her to my yacht or something. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I couldn't. I do envy those people, but at the same time, I don't because that would be hard. Because it's scary. You got all these people throwing themselves at you, men and women. Like, yeah. I just want to use you for your money. It is definitely... Uh, tough man but uh life is tough so yeah just stay genuine and find people who are also genuine that's one thing i've i think i've i've i found in working with little kids working with special needs kids more i think i talked about one of my co-workers with this a couple days ago like not i don't know how many people or if, if you've ever worked with special needs kids but they, they have, like, little niches where, like, if they really like something, like Spongebob, for example. Yeah. Like, if they really like Spongebob, they're going to talk about it 
24-7. They're going to wear everything SpongeBob. They're going to watch everything SpongeBob. Yeah. They're going to consume what they love 24-7 because it brings them pleasure, brings them joy. And I think that special needs, like, you know, I shouldn't say real special needs, but, like, autistic, Down syndrome, you know, severely multiply impaired, like, people who don't have that, like, conscience, let's say, that don't understand the idea of judgment live life the way they want to. Mm-hmm. There is no outside... They don't understand what judgment is. They have no idea of what judgment is. So they just live life how they want. And it's so it's so freeing to see. It's so empowering to see someone. Yeah. Like one of... One of the kids I used to work with, he loves, like flat out loves Spongebob. I use that example because I know it. But in, in it's everything. Like... SpongeBob socks, you know, SpongeBob shirt, pants, everything, shorts, everything, and he just talks about it twenty four seven. He, you know, he tries to mimic him or talk like him or if like you want to have a conversation with him if he's angry or something. If you like start talking like Patrick or Sandy or Mr. Krabs, <laughs> it makes him happy because like that's what he thinks of, and he doesn't realize. I shouldn't say he doesn't realize it, but like he does that because that's what brings him joy. And I feel like you can find that that outlook on life where if you're doing what you love nothing else matters nothing else no judgment no money no anything matters because you're doing what gives you the most pleasure and that means you're looking at yourself with brutal honesty to see yeah what really brings you joy and not just superficial like people's approval or anything like that and i think and i i actually just thought of this but i think like you think of like people in like the lgbt community like I think like that's empowering too to like to make that jump to make that transition to say like I feel like I'm you know this instead of this that's empowering because you're true to yourself yeah you're being true to yourself and you're you're making that leap to say no you know what I'm gonna make this decision that's gonna benefit me and it's gonna be what I want just like you said with Uno, Uno card throwing girl. So yeah. You're validating yourself. Yeah. Validating your opinion. And we actually we ended up playing another game to let her win, but <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was it was so funny. So it was me and another <laughs> counselor, and the counselor didn't have a card, so she picked up a card from the pile, and it was a draw four. And the girl who had a problem with winning had one card left, and the counselor puts down the draw four card, and I just. Slap my face. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why would you put the draw four down? It was so funny. And she got so mad. So she lost that game? or Yeah, that was the game she lost. And she's like, I hate myself. She got the worst luck. Right? <laughs> Uno's a fun game. I, 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 That was the first time I played Uno in like two or three years. I love Uno. I truly love Uno. Any of my friends from Unicycling will know. <laughs> Uno can be so much fun. I love Uno. It's it's such a good game. We usually start out with a consequence. We've done things like make a shot, and I've drank shots that were like mostly uh, olive oil. Ugh. It was olive oil, vanilla, and chili powder in a shot. As soon as I took it, it was like an anchor hit the bottom of my stomach. You just yacked. I didn't yak, but I was sitting completely still for five minutes. Just the craziest look on my face. <laughs> Another consequence was like, running around the house naked or wax, like candle wax on your back and stuff like that. And the ultimate loser is the My person bad. with like... No, the candle wax. <laughs> the candle wax was fun. Because people, I don't know, it's like 
No, but like that's like a sexual thing. Like, it is. It's kinky sexual, but yeah, like that's why I said baby. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the ultimate loser is the one at the end. So it's not like the winner who gets out first who wins. It's the loser at the end who has cards after mm-hmm. everyone else is out. So in a way, like everyone except the loser is a winner. Yeah. And even the loser, like, it's fun doing stuff out of your comfort zone. That's uh, yeah, that is fun. Uh, to have friends to play Uno with. <laughs> I love that shit. Ah, Uno, tuna fish, and men's health. Great podcast. I think we killed this one. Oh yeah. Swish. <laughs> hey now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we're calling it a wraps. Okay. Hopefully, the laptop's still on. Yeah, hopefully it's still recording. Uh, thank you for listening, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening this far again, message me. I'll Venmo you a dollar. <laughs> Shout out to all y'all. You got to use the secret code word when you message me. It's uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Send me Scooby-Doo and I'll Venmo you a dollar. Because I, I don't see a lot of people finishing this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, have a great rest of your week. Validate your own feelings. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself because at the end of the day... Only you can. You got yourself for the rest of your life, so might as well. Peace.